Morning World. This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat. And this is KG, bringing you the fourth installment of the KG and Fifth Ward Wildcat podcast. Well, sir, let everybody know who you are. This is... Let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, right. Here we go. Uh, you can find the Fifth Ward Wildcat at AKSVDCSR on Twitter and a www.aksvdcsr.blogspot.com blogger. I am a member of the King Arthur Production crew. I run by the byline of the Tyler Sports Reporter. A Kingside View is the paper. It is in print and online at your. Uh, I'm sorry, at 18 of the Fiesta stores and other outlets here in the Houston area. I'll move it up. Oh, yeah. I am KG of the Houston Round Ball Review, owner and founder. My website is www.houstonroundballreview.com. On Twitter, the hashtag is T-H-E-H-R Review. On Facebook, got a fan page as well, Houston Round Ball Review fan page. Got a YouTube channel also, Houston Round Ball. So let's get let's get at it. What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about y'all means retirement yeah, first. We go with that. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. All right. Uh, this morning, one o'clock Houston time. Not sure exactly what time in China. No disrespect to, to y'all or the Chinese people, but uh, y'all means officially announced his retirement from basketball and the NBA. He thanked many people, thanked the Rocket organization, some teammates. Uh, he made comments directly. Uh, to the city of Houston, thanking the fans of Houston. He also remarked that he will always be a Houstonian. Thank them for helping him grow into becoming a man and not just a basketball player. It was, it was, a, it was a nice press conference. Del Morey, like his general manager, was, was in attendance since the NBA granted him permission to be able to attend the press conference. That's so nice of the NBA to allow a grown adult to attend a, uh, a function. Am I being sarcastic? Not really. But to get the gist of my conversation with the NBA and it's no contact from my team officials regarding active players in the NBA. But now that Yao is retired, um, that no longer applies. But Dal Moore was there. He had a comment as well, uh, remarking on Yao's hard work, his tremendous, tremendous work ethic, which is he did not see in, in almost you know, a lot of players. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was well done. The translator could have been better. But uh, that article is on my website. He's on barview.com. You can see it as well. Just give your thoughts on uh, the first time you saw Yao. Huge guy. Very huge guy. Um, I remember um, the one, the, the workouts that uh, the team, his junior team, junior national team had come to Phoenix during the summer for the, the BCI Nationals. And, and real quick, let me stop you right there. He's, he's about 15 right there, right? Yeah. That was, once that Roman was about Yao, if he did come play college ball playing the University of Houston? Um, it was a lot of rumblings. Uh, basically because what it boiled down to was where was a large contention of uh, so, uh, uh, Southeast Asians um, in the community and where there was a large contention of uh, fellow uh, countrymen on campus where he would feel 
comfortable. Uh, they also had to be, just like with the Rockets, they had to be access to for a translator or whatever to be amongst the staff and travel. And it had to be provided. So you basically what the Rockets had to go through, a college program would have had to also uh, be required to provide all those entities. This kid, tall as he was, you know, he's still playing out on the wing. He was sort of like the first time I saw Shaq. wasn't quite as strong, but just developing and just going about his, his daily routine. It was interesting to see how his teammates pretty much at that point, just like uh, the NBA players have, they've all gravitated to him, you know, because he was just that kind of guy. And uh, Great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. Oh, sharp wit. Uh, the one thing that was really funny was uh, when they would walk into the arena, all these folks would be looking. You know, they would basically everybody would stop and watch and notice them. And everybody on the team was all tall. And what has been their moniker now, even then, uh, most of the uh, Asian teams do not have point guards that are capable of. Um, Transcending a team, you know, taking a team and, and, and uh, manipulating offense ideas. What's that about guard play is, is the weakest position, no question. But you get the ball down on the block. Just like with here, when we saw Yao in the pros, he had an ability to do what needed to be done to stand out away from teams. And guys, high school kids, you know, they do what they do. They open up their mouth, they scream and holler, they point, they look, they laugh. But at some point, you still got to play basketball. And the one thing that they knew how to do was spread them out, get to a half court, and force you out of your comfort zone. Because we all see it, even now. Run up and down the floor, scream and holler, pass, dunk, get back. But when it's a half-court game, you got to have a shooter. you got to guard out on the wing. And if you miss an assignment, you will get burned. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yep. For his contribution to the game. I agree. I don't think there's any debate on that. When you, uh, when you, well, that's the reason I asked you that first day. You know, do you think uh, he'll get the phone call? And I said then, compared to especially having that a witness uh, introduction ceremony here in Houston this year during the Final Four, I notice now the difference between ball players and contributors. I understand why contributors get into the game because it was explained that morning. And y'all is a contributor because what he did was transcended basketball out of two continents. Not just, you know, the game itself, but he changed the mindset as far as how we look at basketball in other countries. We don't have the same, well, they'll never be able to play on this level. Y'all proved he could. He just didn't have to stay healthy because the three or four years that he was healthy, this was a different ball team. He was, and he was dominant. Watching uh, the big uh, the big analyst, Shaquille O'Neal, yesterday uh, talk about the first few times he went against Yao, and he remarked just how 
taught y'all was. I mean, you know, Shaq said it was one, but y'all taught over each Shaq. And y'all blocked Shaq's two or three, his first two or three shots in the first game head to matchup here in Houston, which was an awesome experience. I mean, the, it, the atmosphere was electric. You know, it was just, it was, the place was packed. It was entertainment. It was just, a, it was a place to be. And I was, I felt privileged to be there. So, um, you know, Shaq talked about Yash attempting, I think it was a fadeaway. Shaq said he had his hand outstretched. And the shot, Shaq wasn't even close to the shot because that's how tall and skilled Yash was to be able to get the shot off uh, over a seven footer. So, Yash had skills. He was a great player. He was was cut short by injuries. I'm not going to get into all the, the hate that he received by some people saying he was he was soft, he was this, he was you know, he wasn't that, whatever. When it came time to to uh, score the low post, y'all did a, a very good job, especially considering he had teammates who did a piss poor job of getting the ball, feeding the post. That's another area of discussion. You, you know, I talked about that quite a, quite a lot. A long, just a long discussion on feeding the post. We try to keep it. We try to go get to the subjects now. Uh, but so do you, do you want to uh, go ahead and broach this? Topic that has been a source of discussion and attention, consternation in the last few days, and we'll be careful of what we're going to what we're going to yeah. mention because it's an ongoing investigation. Um, we're, we're talking about um, the sad. Uh, uh, it's a tragedy. It is, it's a tragedy. Davis yeah, Lewis. Yeah. The death of Davis Lewis. Yeah. Um, who is a uh, cougar. Uh, uh, booster who was a rice who was a rice booster um, he uh, was a part of the uh, summer programs here in the area uh, he sponsored uh, some teams and all to travel and select teams because that's what it, that's what they were called now uh, Houston select uh, was the program um, a lot of guys got the opportunities through his programs to to make it to the next level and to succeed um, the best way I can describe what's going on in my mind and all publicly um, it's just a sad ending to a uh, somewhat successful life uh, and a person that had actually uh, put forth an effort to do what needed to be done during the summer to keep kids from staying, uh, to keep them out of trouble you know he pointed them in the right direction uh, you'll hear a lot more success stories out of this situation than you will hear failures uh, because he, David was just a, a likable guy and that's how I want to uh, phrase it uh, it depends on you know where your mindset and how you read what you see, uh, what's uh, being printed but uh, wait until the story is finished I agree. Well, well put. You know, it's an ongoing investigation, and, and I guess as we speak right now, it's solely an, an SEC, as in Security right. Exchange Commission investigation, not the football version or athletic version right. of the SEC. Yesterday evening, 
ESPN.com's Andy Katz quoted someone saying that it was not going to be an NCAA investigation. Excuse me. However, our own colleague Mark Berman of Fox 26 Sports interviewed Moses Malone Jr. And the article is is on the website uh, for everyone to check out on myfoxhouston.com. Well, for them, I got no problem giving credit where credit is due. And based on some of the comments from Mo Jr., I'll be stunned if the NCAA does not get involved at some point based on some of Moses' comments. So we'll see uh, how the, the long investigation lasts. Um, SEC is you know, involved right now because apparently it involved bonds, not necessarily uh, some folks say it was not a Ponzi scheme, involved you know, investments from college coaches to uh, David Salinas' uh, investment group. Um, I don't know enough about the terminology to know the difference between Ponzi scheme or just involving bonds. I won't even get in all those discussions. I didn't know Salinas directly. And, uh, I knew of him, of course. Uh, when I first started in basketball circles, I, I started dabbling in the high school, AAU grassroots scene, and I deviated away from that since then. I know enough people who, who knew Mr. Salinas and who know, who, you know, knew the family, know the family. Um, so, condolences to the family. Hope everything works out for the coaches involved. Um, there's apparently a lot of money involved, coaches, uh, the folks who made investments with uh, the investment group. So, we're not going to, you know, get into any negativity or any rumors, any any window or anything about that. We just wanted to, you know, mention it during this podcast and, uh, and go from there. Be mindful of what you read. Exactly, because in the span of roughly an hour, because um, ESPN, I read the report on ESPN.com about 9 o'clock. Berman's article was 30 minutes before that, apparently it's on timestamps. So one says no NCAA investigation. The other one says things that lead me to believe that there will be an NCAA investigation at some point. You know how long it's going to take. We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I want to deviate away from that subject right now only because it's, it's uh, like you say it's, it's an ongoing investigation uh, we don't have all the facts we just have um, some of them and we just witnessed two big trials in our pension with the facts so best I can tell you is stay tuned and be mindful of where and who uh, you leave in charge of your kids and all during the summer. What else on the agenda? Uh, let's see. Oh, oh. Uh, football is going on. You got the swag going on right now. Uh, I think they are finishing up today, if I'm not mistaken. How uh, the SEC, should, I think it started today. Uh, the commissioner is supposed to speak later on this afternoon. But uh, my travels start on Monday. The Big 12, Dallas, Texas. Um, it'll be a two-day event. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, UT contention looks this year when they walk into the room whether they are whether they will look like a bunch of boys or whether they have taken this year to grow up and look like men 
uh, I'm still picking uh, A&M in Oklahoma to uh, take control of the conference this year, and I'm looking for A&M to still beat uh, UT this year. Let's, let's touch on this. Um, I just lost it off my screen, but um, and this is live, folks. We're doing this is how we do things. This is how we're going to do things, and and might as well touch on it as well. Uh, we're, all, we're all looking for people interested in sponsoring the podcast. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, see either myself or the Rocket, you know, visit my website or visit his blog for contact information, and uh, we can talk to you. We're more than willing to uh, discuss uh, arrangements for sponsorship for you and with you as we see this grow, hopefully t- into uh, bigger and better things. So, um, what what's your take on? Texas, University of Texas, and the Longhorn Network, you know, especially especially regarding word of carrying high school football games on the network, which made lean deviate towards potential recruits for Texas. I'm glad you asked that question. I will answer it this way. The University Interscholastic League, which was formed out of which department? Texas, I believe, sir. And when you go to the website, which program comes up on the website? I believe Texas, sir. So when you broach that subject and you mention that, you have to remind people that the reason we have and the reason it's called the University Interscholastically is because the powers that be at the University of Texas decided to form the league and be responsible for it. Now, mind you, it is a different entity, but it's still ruled by with folks connected to the University of Texas. So with that in, in being said, they will be a part of the network. Do you, do you think it's... It depends on how the games are structured, well, as far as the broadcast is structured. Uh, you know. and, and, and what I'm looking for, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you remember a couple of years ago we went to uh, lunch with a fella, and he mentioned, you know, and this was before the Big Ten Network started out. Uh, we were sitting around talking, discussing that. And said, uh, you know, that's a, once you go 24 hours, that's a lot of program you got to put together. Right. And when I heard that, uh, I, I, when I heard that uh, high school would be broadcast over the network, I remember that conversation. Because of what that's what that boils down to. You got to have filler, and if there's a way to getting that done, that's how you. That's the route they've chosen to, do, to go. What my biggest fear out of all of this is, at some point, it'll be too many TV cameras on campus. Meaning, meaning. You won't be able to get things done because of so many cameras, so much TV time and all that has to be done. Because you got to put, if you're going to do the Longhorn Network, you got to put program on. That means if you get an insight, you get an insight. Now you're getting into the locker room, practice, game day, uh, meals, uh, weight room, you know, training situations. 
Where does it end? Do you think? Well, I'm not even going to get into um, whether it's fair because you know the Ramones are brand, they're national brand. Well, basically, you and I both know they've been trying to put this together now for a while. They just what it boiled down to was uh, you. You mentioned this earlier this week about ESPN getting involved in to something else. Uh, it seemed like ESPN trying to take over everything. Clearly, and they're headed that way. And you and I got bumped <laughs> earlier in a situation. Uh, well, at yeah, least we've been bumped a few events, events because uh, of uh, the mothership. Yeah, they decided they wanted to send. They won't go into specifics. <laughs> but they wanted to send some other people. They, they wanted to add some, some spaces. Oh, yes. The small fishes, like you and I, got bumped by the shark or the whale or the behemoth. Yeah. The gorilla. The 800 pound gorilla. So, uh, you know, the Aggies are going to, we're just going to be discussing it. Oklahoma people are going to be discussing um, a network. Of, I mean, what is it? Are we getting to a point where every team in the big time, BCS conference is going to have their own network? Are we going to get to that point? Are we getting to a point where every major conference is going to, I mean, the Pac-12 has, I think, a TV network deal or something like and that. I think that's, the way, that. that's the way to go, uh, conference-wise, because it, when you go that route, you you satisfy a lot of the, the uh, programs that, done, that don't have the funds and all to, to get to, to do that. Now what you do is you put on a lot of ancillary programs that non, uh, non-revenue programs, uh, Olympic programs. That, but, uh, but can small, mid-major and smaller countries like the USA and the SWAC and the Southland and um, I mean, all of the Sun Belt, whack all of the conferences. Well, what, what can they do? Are you still, uh, are you old enough to remember uh, the older uh, uh, regional sports uh, network companies uh, like Jefferson Pilot? That's the way call those folks? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, I'm, I'm old, you know, I don't mean I'm, I'm old. <laughs> you know, and, and Diamond Shamrock, you know, mm-hmm. What you had at that point was there, but was that kind of situation. You had a regional sponsor that would take care of all the schools in the area, and that's when and we, some of us, forget about that during that period. The swag was getting a lot of TV time. They were getting uh, it. That was a share billing, but for whatever reason, money convinced a lot of folks, a lot of ADs and presidents to become a part of the network powers. Um, so the companies like uh, Raycom, Jefferson Pilot, um, they all went by the wayside. And everybody must remember, ESPN didn't choose the ACC and the, the Big East and our programs and all to start their companies with, and with to start their uh, broadcasting with they chose the SWC and at that point when they came down to negotiations the, pro, the teams didn't want to change their basketball schedules to where it would fit within parameters of East Coast, Midwest. And because of that, what you had was a split 
then they dissolve it and teams going all over the place. Because this wasn't the first time that UT and A&M were discussed as far as moving out. Because at that point, um, they were talking about joining the uh, Pac-10, which was the Pac-8 at the time. Why are you old, sir? Well, with your history. That's, that's good. That's good that you share the knowledge, and that's, and that's what I appreciate the different viewpoints that you and I both bring to these podcasts. Um, and this is the, the very viewpoints that I hope the listeners will enjoy and appreciate and learn from us in these KG and Fifth Ward Wildcat podcasts. This is uh, the fourth one. Um, yesterday, the NBA announced will release the 2011-2012 schedule. Will there be a season? And to a, will there to be a, a person, I'm, I'm getting to it, to a colleague, media colleague that I saw contacted yesterday. No one believes that all 82 games will be played this season. Very few people I even believe there will even be a season. So the NBA announced the schedule. Whoopi, hooray. In fact, the the sad thing about what the NBA did during their press release of announcing the schedule, it says, in the event that the NBA is able to reach a new collective bargaining agreement with the Players Association in a timely fashion, that was included in the release that the league sent out in the first paragraph announcing the schedule. They have yet to have a scheduled meetings with uh, involving David Stern and Billy Hunter, director of the Players Association. They had a small group meeting on uh, Friday last week. I believe they have another small group meeting of this coming uh, Friday in a few days. So maybe the small groups can do a better job hammering out details and to take to the larger groups. And as far as I've been told and read yesterday, there won't be a group of the major folks like Stern and Hunter and Derek Fisher until August. What are they waiting on? I mean, there's no sense of urgency here. He's got to go on vacation again. See, that's my point. With you crap like that, you got to go on vacation. We are, we are a society that apparently needs deadlines in order to get stuff done. They've already the the um, Las Vegas summer league. All those summer leagues have been squashed because the agreement wasn't reached. But that was important to some. I've already talked about this in the podcast number two. There were enough things going on this summer that were important enough to get an agreement done without needing deadlines, without needing to wait weeks in order to schedule meetings to get this stuff done. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. But it is what it is. We're going to winding things up here. Do you have anything else you want to add? Oh, and by the way, for everyone listening, just because the Wildcat is going to be on the road at the Football Media Days does not mean there will not be a podcast next week. That would definitely be so a podcast. So don't, don't think that that uh, we're going to be off next week. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. The, the, the longer we do this, the better we get at it, the more um, technological, te- technologically savvy we'll get as we, we uh, carry on this. We hopefully will do this every week throughout the year, throughout the season, football and, and basketball season, you know, specifically. But this is something new that we're doing. We hope you enjoy it. 
Tell everybody once again where they can find out who you, your information. Uh, King Size View is the uh, paper, news magazine, uh, in print and online at www.kingsizeview.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Hashtag AKSVVCSR Blogger www.AKSVVCSR.blogspot.com This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat and on starting on Monday I will be at the Big 12 Media Day in Dallas, Texas Monday and Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday I will be in Vegas at the WAC Football Media Day and then on next Sunday week from Sunday I will be in Memphis, Tennessee for Conference USA um, the WAC will be an interesting uh, uh, media day basically because they are adding football teams that will adding programs that will be coming online and it will be good to talk to uh, Coach Coker again it's been a while it's been uh, almost 15 years since the last time I uh, had a conversation with him in a yeah. ball game Buffalo was it uh, UTA Texas Arlington yes Texas Antonio is it another Texas uh, school Texas State Texas State those three schools Texas schools are joining the WAC that's going to be good for especially reducing expenses so that's an important thing there um, I'm KG with Houston Round Bar Review my website is www.houstonroundbarreview.com I'm on Twitter and hashtag T-H-E-H-R Review My Facebook Houston Rumble Review Fan page YouTube channel as well I'm going to wrap up The podcast And as As I do always Be true Be cool And do more